When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Load balancing is the process of balancing incoming requests to multiple machines, processes, or services at the back end. In this video, we will explain two types of load balancer, the layer 4 and layer 7 load balancing approach. And uh, we're going to talk about the pros and cons. We're going to talk about what are they first. Then we're going to talk about the pros and cons of each one of them, right? And we're going to show you an actual how to actually implement layer 4 and layer 7 load balancers okay using ha proxy uh, it's an open source uh, proxy that allows you we, we talked about proxy concept load balancer is nothing but a proxy it is a reverse proxy we talked about that in uh, another video i'm going to reference it here Lo uh, reverse proxy versus proxy what are the differences but if you're here you want to learn about these two differences then you're in the right place if you're new here Welcome, my name is Hussein, and in this channel we discuss all sorts of software engineering uh, videos and tutorials and by example. So if you want to become a better software engineer, consider subscribing, hit that bell icon, and like this video if you like it. With that said, let's just jump into this video, guys. All right, uh, this is the agenda. I'm going to talk about what is first layer 4 and what is layer 7, and we have made a very... Uh, detailed video about all these seven layers on the OSI model layers, right? So I told, uh, I explained that in, in, a t uh, in a view of the software engineering view of these layers, right? Not a network engineer, which goes into the details and actual packets and headers of all these layers, right? As, as a software engineer, we really care about what really happens in each layer. And then I tried to do that. And then so I'm going to reference that video OSI model. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Uh, just a TLDR uh, load balancer. We're going to talk about what is a load balancer, right? Before we jump into layer four or layer seven, you probably know if you're into this video, but it's not nothing. Uh, it doesn't hurt to repeat, obviously, guys. Uh, the more we repeat things, we learn more. Okay, that's necessary. That's that's obviously the case for me. I like to repeat things if I want to learn things okay layer 4 load balancer we're going to talk about what is a layer 4 load balancer pros and cons i'm going to talk about uh we're going to show you an example how it looks like what it actually does right an implementation we're going to show you the source code about uh, and all that stuff guys so don't worry about it layer 7 load balancer we're going to talk about the pros and cons of that all right guys so what is layer 4 what is layer 7 <laughs> what is all that stuff, right? So we talked that if you watch the OSI model, you're gonna we we go dive deep into each of those layers. But essentially, in a nutshell, these are the seven layers that we have: the physical layer where everything is ones and zeros. We try to sneak in bits into this physical medium, whether this is a radio wave through Wi-Fi or fiber optics or Ethernet cables, electric Ethernet cables, right? Then we have the data link, an actual some logical frames are built here. There's a MAC address uh, is here. And there is a layer three, which is an interesting layer where we start making sense of the IP addresses here. And layer four, which is 
has a higher level transmission protocol, which is called the TCP and UDP. We talked about that video. I'm going to reference it here. What is the difference between TCP and UDP? But we essentially, we know the ports here, okay? We know the ports. And these two layers are always inter intertwined. They are usually together, okay? When you say layer four, we really need layer four and three, okay? So at this layer, we know that stuff. Layer five and layer six, I'm not gonna talk about it, but it's, 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 it's just as an overview here. Layer seven is actually where application works. Like this is your HTTP, this is your SMTP, this is your, XMTP, whatever. That essentially, that's where you make a good request on a specific form. You get headers, cookies, content type, all this text, right? And that is essentially layer seven. You have access to this data here. But our layer four, you only see IP addresses and ports, okay? That's what you really need to know, okay? Layer load balancer, what is that? Or sometimes it's called um, fault tolerant software. And essentially is it's a software that you built into and hosted into a machine or a service or a VM or a container. What it does is the client connects to the load balancer and it decides based on a lot of uh, criteria where to forward this request to whether to forward this to server one or whether to forward to server two. That's essentially what load balancer is, okay? So if you have like thousand users, you don't want to always forward them to one machine because this machine will run out of socks, right? Uh, TCP connections and it will die, all right? And another option is if this machine died, you want to reverse the direction to go to a machine that essentially is available, right? So this is the load balancer in a nutshell, but there's so much to it, okay? And this is what we're gonna talk about here. There are two types of load balancer, load four, layer four load balancer, and we talked about layer four, where we only know the IP and the port, okay? That's what you need to know. At layer four, these are the two pieces that you know. You don't know the data. You know there is a data, it's a part of the data segment, but you can't dare and look at it because it doesn't make any sense to do that. Sometimes it's encrypted using TLS, sometimes it is scrambled, sometimes it's compressed, so it doesn't really make any sense to look at the data through the TCP layer, okay? So we don't do that at all, okay? But essentially what you do is a layer four load balancer looks at the IP address and sometimes the port if you want to and makes a decision based on that, okay? So let's make a request. Uh, let's say it's a very simple TCP request and it's coming from, it goes to the port, uh, it goes to this uh, load balancer, the reverse proxy. So there is one connection that has just established here. And what it does is, okay, it says, okay, I am going to you, sir. Okay, this is coming from me. This is the IP address. And this is the data. And this load balancer looks at that thing only. Okay. And so, okay, you want to go to me. I know myself as a load, uh, layer four load balancer. So I'm going to look at that. What you really want to go is either this machine or this machine. Right. So what it does, it makes certain smart choices based on the algorithm that is defined on the load balancer uh, software. There is round robin, which means one by one, it will just round robin through the request. There is another algorithm called least connection. There's other algorithm as well. But essentially, picks a server, could be randomly, it could be round robin, and literally change the IP address underneath the target to that IP address. 
and how it does that essentially using network address translation okay and this is very critical guys and what happens here is it keeps a table where okay I changed the source from this from me to 44333 okay and that's what I did and it keeps an entry and we talked about network address translation I'm gonna reference that video there okay you go look at it essentially well, that's what it does but here's the trick this is one connection guys this is one TCP connection as far as this guy concerned nothing happened okay it didn't know that it was forwarded to that and that's why it's called reverse proxy because the client doesn't know which server it was connected to right or the proxy the the server doesn't know which client it is uh, coming from okay so that's the difference between reverse proxy and proxy in a, in a nutshell okay uh, some people can disagree with that we can talk about it because there are some proxies add headers that tells the server which client originated that request but in a nutshell at that level at layer 4 you don't know okay layer server yeah might be all right so that's essentially what happens right take the request boo goes to that thing and that's it okay it changed that request all right also change obviously where it is coming from it doesn't leave the 4111 to this because this guy doesn't know how to talk back to the client Okay, it knows to, how to talk back to the proxy because sometimes it's a different subnet, the whole thing, right? It could be a completely different zone. Okay, so you need to really just give it yourself. Okay, and layer four, pros and cons. What's good? What's not good about this? Okay, so it looks at the IP and that's it. It just changed the IP address. So it can look at what? It can look at latency, checks if the server is up and down, and that's it, right? And it uh, looks like how how fast this server is responding and makes a decision based on that. So let's look at the pros here. The pros is it's simpler, right? Because it literally looks at the IP and the port and it's right there. It doesn't need to look at the data. So it's a very simple load balancing. It's also efficient because we don't need to look at the data. So it's faster, right? Okay. This is debatable, okay, with current technology, but how fast compared to layer 7 but it is faster nonetheless right especially it doesn't need to decrypt and all that stuff it doesn't look at the data at all so it looks at the ip and the port and it is kind of i added that i didn't see it anywhere but i believe it is more secure and the reason for my belief uh, that is this um it's more secure is layer 7 and we're gonna come to that layer 7 layer 7 needs to look at the data so it actually if it's HTTPS it needs to decrypt it so it needs to have the certificate so if the load balancer got compromised right all the data uh, is, is essentially available for the hacker but if the load balancer therefore the balancer got compromised nobody can take a can gain anything out of it okay because it's still just packets that are encrypted would even the load balancer doesn't know what's in content of this data right so that's to me more balance you can you, more it's more secure you can disagree with that leave it in the comment i would love you uh, have to have a debate and talk about this because that's where we are we're a software engineer we discuss right okay we cannot just assume everything is just final right guys um uh, one TCP connection, we talked about that, and it's very critical to know that this is one TCP connection, right? And it's, it's like connecting to your router and eventually to google.com, right? There is, 
one TCP connection between you and Google, but uh, but the router routes that TCP connection through multiple routers. But essentially, there is one pipe, not really pipe, circuit, if you will, between the destination and the source. Right? It doesn't. The 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 load balancer doesn't terminate the TLS. It's okay. No, you connect to me, sir. You do not. You do not see anyone else. Okay. So we kind of for this is a one TCP connection, and it's critical. So that's kind of more efficient, right? So one TCP connection. List management and it uses NAT. I don't know if this is a pros or cons, but this kind of statefulness there, right? When you use NAT, uh, cons what's bad about this? There's no smart load balancing. So, what does that mean? If you can't look at the data, you cannot make smart decisions based on the data. Like, that means you cannot look at the cookies, that means you cannot change anything in the headers if you're using HTTP load balancers, you cannot. Uh, you cannot modify, you cannot rewrite URLs, right? Like saying, okay, if you go to slash, uh, you, you know these affiliate links, like oh, com slash NordVPN, right? And then if someone goes to that, rewrite the URL to go to some other URL. You cannot do this with uh, with with a layer 4 load balancer because you have no idea what the path is. The only thing you know is the IP. You cannot do anything else, okay? So that's a kind of cons and it's a big cons, right? It's a uh, it's not applicable for microservices. Microservices essentially uh, when when you go to a specific load balancer, you the ingress protocol can use the content to forward to different services based on the path like if you go to like an instagram let's say let's assume instagram uses microservice i believe they do but if you go to a rest endpoint called slash pictures it will take you to a complete service that is dedicated for pictures and media and and and, uh, and data and blob storage right so it goes to that it knows how to cache it knows a lot of things right versus if you go to a, an endpoint slash comment same load balancer it takes you to a completely different service completely different set of service another team is managing that service right so a slash comments for example is managing the comment could be a different database altogether we talked about microservices right another video i'm going to reference it here if you guys are interested uh, sticky per segment again this is something I added and this is very critical you don't really know need to know that but to me I had to think about it really hard about this that's what she said and uh, what happens is when you forward you make you make a TCP connection there is there is a maximum transmission unit that you can send like 1500 bytes right and uh, if your get request is, I don't know, a meg, then you need to break that into multiple TCP segments. So it's one packet, multiple segments. But guess what? This load balancer better forward all those segments to the same destination. You cannot forward part of the packet to one server and another part of the segment, another server. That will be disaster, right? So... You might say, oh, the load balancer take care of this, so why you're adding this? I don't know. I just like to think about details. Uh, sometimes I might be wrong, but it has to be sticky. So sometimes the implementation of the load balancer has to be smart enough to all the segments that belong to a single packet ID, you forward to one server. I don't know why I added it to the, to the cons section, but I just want to mention it.
Okay. No caching. Because I cannot look at that data. I cannot cache it, sir. I cannot do anything, right? How how can I cache? Right? Caching is essentially guys like if you make a request to Hussein Nasser slash index.html and another user and you made it for some reason your app made the request again. Uh, I already fetched that, I contacted the backend service, I am gonna cache it at the load balancer level. So and, and a lot of CDNs like Cloudflare does that all the time, right? Caching, because they're using layer seven, they know what's the content of this. They can actually take that file, copy it somewhere and look at the data. Hey, you were just requested that file because it's slash index.html, which is part of layer seven, right? Need to look at the content. All right, guys, let's do a demo showing you a layer four load balancer using uh, JProxy. How about that? All right, guys, here I have an Express.js application that does literally nothing. It just listens to a port that I gave it, say, listen to port 5555, and then uh, when I visit literally anything on that page or that service or that web server, just tell me which port are you listening to, okay? It, it's useless, but it's very useful. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> okay, it is it is useless as an application. It's useful for us to prov to show the load balancing. Okay, so let, let, let's actually run this application. Show you what this means. Okay, it literally listens to a port, and then if you visit, it tells you, "Hey, you were served by five 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 or whatever." Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run this application on port five 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 five, and I'm gonna run the application on port five four 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 or four. Okay. <laughs> And then I'm going to go to Chrome and then literally type HTTP localhost 5555 and you can see I am served by 5555, okay? And when I go to port 4444, you can say that's 444, okay? Uh, what does that mean? Now, while I'm doing that, what I'm going to do is here now add spin up a load balancer using HA proxy, okay? And then listen to a different port, maybe 80, maybe another port. And then literally forward the load between those two using the layer four load balancer, okay? Using the TCP. So how do we do that? First of all, you need to install HA proxy, okay? To install HA proxy in Mac, you do brew install HA proxy. On Windows, you go download that thing and, and essentially uh, run it, okay? But we don't want to run it as a service because I want to configure that, okay? So once you install it, I have already installed it here on my machine. Uh, if you don't have Brew, go just download Homebrew for Mac. I think this is the best way to install stuff in, in your Mac or Windows. But essentially, once you have an HA proxy, you can run it and give it a configuration to consume. Okay, and let's take a look at the configuration here. Okay, I'm not gonna go into and write my own configuration from scratch. I have already done that, and here's my tcp.config, which is the layer four uh, configuration here. And what I want to do is, there are four parts of the configuration. This is not an HA proxy tutorial video, so I'm gonna skim through that. Maybe I'm gonna make another video just dedicated for HA proxy. Leave a comment below if you really want to see that video, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add it to my list of videos to make. And uh, essentially what it says, okay, Specify how maximum number of connections you cannot just exceed things, right? And then 
this is what I want to talk about here. So, so this timeout is the client and server. This doesn't make sense in a layer four uh, load balancer because these are identical because we're using TC one TCP connection. And you're using a layer seven, that it makes sense because you have a, a TCP connection between this client and, this, and the load balancer. And then there is another TCP connection between the load balancer and the server. We're gonna talk about that. But here's what I wanna do. I wanna listen to port 8888. Okay, on the load balancer. Okay, and I the default backends for the load balancer are two servers: server one and server two. Therefore, server one is listening on port four 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 four, and server two is listening on port five 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 five. Since it's all all uh, the whole thing is on my machine, that's why I'm using the loop back. If, you're, if it's in a different machine, you're gonna specify the IP address. So let's run this thing and see what happens. I'm gonna do. Uh, this is ls showing you the TCP. So I'm gonna do ha proxy dash f. That means file TCP config. Okay, and it looks like it's running. Okay, remember also I have two applications running now, right? Now if I go to five 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 five, this is running. Four 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 four, this is running. If I go to localhost eight, what was it? Eight 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 eight. It will now forward me based on the current load balancing scheme, which is I think default is round robin, to four 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 happens to be for port four 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 four. Okay, I'm tired of saying four 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 four. Okay. All right. No, no matter how long I refresh, I cannot control this. It's it's all controlled by the load balancer. But what I can do is I can kill four 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 four. Okay. And see if it will actually tell me, hey, I'm gonna take you to 5555 because 4444 is, oh my god, that's funny. Because 4444 is dead. Let's kill 4444, okay? And then refresh, right? And see. Look at that, took it, took it a minute, but it just immediately refreshed now to 555. But let's look at the proxy here. Look at that. It actually gives you gives you some information. Server node, server one is down, right? Layer four connection problem. Okay, so it actually detects HA proxy detects that hey, you just killed server one, right? So I'm gonna, I cannot, I cannot forward people there. Okay, so here's what you do essentially. So if you spin it back up, if you spin it back up on four 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 then you can essentially get it back, right? But it's it's now sticky at 5555 for some reason, okay? That's it. So we can't really control it, but it gives you some sort of a load balancer as we saw, okay? So that's a layer four load balancer, guys. So let's jump back in. All right, guys, let's talk about, we talked about layer four load balancer. We showed you an example of how it looks like. Let's talk about layer seven load balancer. This is actually fancier. So let's, let's consider this, okay? This is a layer seven load balancer. What it actually means is it's, it operates at the layer seven. That means it can see the application data. It is authorized to see that stuff. It is authorized to decrypt. If you told it to, okay, it's gonna establish a TLS connection between you and the client. 
between what does that mean between the client and this load balancer gives you the certificate of the load balancer and it can decrypt your stuff okay it can look at your stuff and it can make decision if it's http it can just look through that stuff okay and then what happens is it will make decision based on that so now i'm gonna do here is i have this microservices example here where uh, i have an uh, an ip address here service dedicated just for serving pictures voice notes on whatsapp pictures on whatsapp or instagram wherever right i have a dedicated server it has a higher bandwidth maybe it has i don't know more processor power has compression has caching all all that kind of stuff and this guy is maybe this is hosted on s3 this guy just for comments is stores numbers and the strings which is the comments maybe we're using mongodb or postgres database here okay but the client talks to one server the one load balancer okay i don't know if we're gonna call this load balancer here but it acts like more like a reverse proxy ingress but it's the same concept right it, you can still load balance things based on on the picture here so what I'm gonna do the client will make a TCP connection between itself and the load balancer and then what the, the, the essentially says okay I'm coming from me going to you sir I want to get pictures give me all the pictures and and it doesn't obviously exist here right this get request so now it will actually look at the data and say oh and there's a rule says okay if slash pictures then forward to this set of nodes and it could be one machine could be seven machines all right guys and then it could pick load balancer between it's these machines and it says okay wait a minute okay you want to go there i'm going to stop you there this is me and you this is one tcp connection i gonna establish a connection between myself and the server that you want to con communicate to so it's going to create a new tcp package forward that stuff to that server 44333 and coming from that so the, again the server doesn't know which client is coming from it might even change the headers it might actually uh, add more headers it might just modify the content because it owns it because it can look at it because it has full access to all that content if obviously it can decrypt it okay which it can and uh, so what what do you see here is actually two tcp connections okay this could be secured tls right so the tls handshake should be happening here and if you decided to have tls at the back and which you you which you should in case of a cloud application some of you guys noted that in my previous video yes I, I said that you don't have to encrypt at the back end, but it's it's a good idea to encrypt it. Obviously, you're adding the overhead of uh, of encrypting and decrypting, but essentially that boop, 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 that's two connections, okay? And then you get a picture, you're gonna forward to the picture. So what happens if I want to go to the comments? Well, it looks at the rules, find the rules that you're going to comment, establish a connection with the guy, 4444, on two and then uh, just forward the connections right gets the response 
uh, get back the results and then forward it back to the client. So it, it maintains two connections and takes the data, re-encrypt it with the new TLS certificate and then pass it in, not, not necessarily, the symmetric key and then pass it to the client. So it, it does decryption, encryption, decryption, encryption. It does a lot of stuff, but it gives you huge benefits, okay? Let's talk about pros and cons, guys. Pros and cons. Pros, what's good about this? Well, smart load balancing. We can do a lot of smart load balancing. We can do all this microservices stuff. We can do, uh, we can look at the data and make decisions based on the data and forward the data based on certain logic, right? On the headers. Which is pretty powerful, if you ask me. It can do caching! Yes, it can do the caching. Because now I know you are requesting slash index.html. I know that I keep this stuff cached handy dandy on my machine. I'm going to serve it to you because I look at the data. I look. And then it's great for microservices as we showed. And cons. What's the bad thing about this? Is there something bad about this? Well, it is expensive. It looks at the data. Again, guys, you can argue with me. A lot of people say, even in GenX and their website say, yes, it's more expensive, but it is, it is almost uh, insignificant because our machines are very powerful stuff and just doing extra encryption or decryption is nothing to it, right? And looking at the data, right, parsing the data, that's not much, okay? It's, it's maybe a few cycles more, but nevertheless, it is more expensive. If you're using a Raspberry Pi as a load layer four load balancer versus layer seven, you can you can see the difference. It decrypts, as we said, it terminates TLS if it has one. It decrypts the data, so it sends the client back the certificate of the load balancer. So it might use a, a server name indication here uh, uh, to serve different connections, right? Uh, different certificates, right? Especially if you're having multiple domains going through that, right? Because users can can actually like go to about dot example.com or example.com or www.example.com if you have multiple domains you can go to the same IP but serve different certificates you can you can do it here because you are essentially the, the terminator you terminate TLS it has two TCP connections okay um, pros and cons obviously it's less, less secure in my opinion again because it because it just looks through your stuff and maybe you're not comfortable that the load balancer looks at your data. Some people don't, right? Uh, right. Some people are paranoid that, hey, I don't want the load balancer to look at my data. I want it to be a dumb layer, layer four load balancer. Okay. Two TCP connections, obviously. Uh, so which means more, which it, it, it could be a good thing or a bad thing in my opinion, right? A bad thing because more connections, you have to believe it persisted, right? That means these timeouts are very critical, right? Especially if you're using layer four load balancer versus one timeout. But with with these TCP connections, you can use. Uh, I don't know if layer seven load balancer like Nginx or Azure Proxy does that, but I would imagine sharing different clients with the same TCP connection at the back end because they don't care as long as you can send data through the same connection why do you care right so i would pool these connections 
if I would I would implement this, I would pull these TCP connections, and if I would serve by hundred clients, I could use three connections to serve at the back end to serve all these hundred clients, right? But I, I might be wrong. Okay, I never implemented a proxy before, so I might be wrong, right? Again, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm saying uh, BS stuff. Must share the TLS certificate. We talked about that. You, um, if 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 you if you don't trust the load balancer, you'll you don't have choice. You have to share that uh, certificate. All right, guys, let's show an example. Show an example using HA proxy. All right, guys, let's take a look at the HTTP layer seven proxy. A little bit more stuff here, but essentially it's kind of similar. You want this to be kind of different, the client and server. But look at the mood here. That's the difference. The mood is HTTP, right? Which is the layer seven load balancer. That's the most important thing. If you look at the TCP, which is something we didn't talk about, but the mood is TCP, which is layer four. That's what the operator. So we're operating at the layer seven load balancer. What I want to do here, I want to listen on port 9999 right and then obviously the mode is http this is redundant we can just inherit from the default okay and here's what i want to do okay access control layer i want to use app one if someone goes to slash app one okay this could be our media thing okay and if i want to go to app two right i want to use the app two and based on that i'm going to use different backend servers based on that decision so you and uh, to be honest, Nginx is way much simpler than that, right? Nginx is, we did a video on Nginx. I'm going to reference it here. It is so much simpler, layer 7 load balancer, to, in my opinion. It used just this last location and then that's it, okay? It's like you have to do an if statement and all that stuff. It's it's ugly, right? That's and, But that's my point. But if I go to app 1, I want you to go to app 1 servers which are 444 and 555. If I go to app two, I want you to, to go to app 6666 and 777. And I have them all spun up, all right? Uh, just 777 and 555 and 4444. For, for, just for fanciness, I'm not gonna spin 6666, okay? And uh, we're gonna see what happens, right? So HA proxy, the file is now http.cofg. And we are getting log format ignore since it has no log address, no problem. We're gonna ignore that stuff. It tells you that HTTP2 server one is down because there is no 6666. That's okay. That's okay. Let's see what will happen. So we listen to what port, guys? 9999. Was that a port that we listened to? Yes, 9999. So let's go to Chrome. And now let's say, as you can see, layer 4444 gives you this. This is five and this is seven. Okay, and if I do localhost 9999, I'm gonna get an error because you actually told it to give it only on path, right? So you have to say either app one or app two, right? That's why the load balancer will return that error for you, okay? If you do app one, then you go to either 444 or five, okay? Look at that, it's actually bouncing this time, right? That's actually better. Okay, that's that's because we're using load uh, HTTP load balancer. We we kind of not as sticky as, uh, 
as a layer four load balancer. I see age request is lit. This is literally round robin now. Okay, we're round robining. Okay, are we round? Did we specify round robin? I don't think we did, but I think that's the default one. So we're round robin around these things. I can't see it here, but I think the default is round robin. That's actually see layer seven for some reason can make that decision to to use round robin in layer seven versus TCP. It kind of really scared to do round robin because of the stickiness that we talked about, right? The segments and all that stuff. So if it, if it comes from a source IP, it always forwards it to a certain IP and it just makes make sure that is always the case because it's a single TCP connection. Once you close the connection, you're gonna get forwarded to somewhere else, okay? And uh, app two, I'm going to 7.7 and there is no obviously on RAM because there's just one server. All right, let's spin up, uh, in this case, let's spin up uh, port 7778, okay? And let's say, I don't know, node index.js. So now I'm listening to 7778, but I wanna change my proxy here to instead of 6666, I'll keep it there. I'm gonna add another service here, okay, server three. And this is 7776, is that is that the port that we listen? 7778, okay? I want you to go to eight as well, okay? And now, go back to my, my HA proxy, kill it, and spin it up again. And now, let's try it out. Now if I go 9999, you can see, or round robin, round robin. Round robin, look at that, look at that. Go to app one, we're round robining between those two. Isn't that fun, guys? Tell me to stop, please, tell me to stop. Oh, thank you. Okay, I was having so much fun. All right, guys, all right, all right. So what do we do? We discussed uh, layer four, layer seven, we showed demos, right? We talked about what a load balancer is. We talked about what a layer four and layer seven is. We talked about what just a load balancer is. We showed you a layer four load balancer. We showed you pros and cons. We showed you a layer seven load balancer. We showed you the pros and cons, all right? Okay, I hope you enjoyed this video. Give it a like, share it with your friends. And uh, if you wanna become a better software engineer, consider subscribing, hit that bell icon, hit that like button, and we're gonna see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome.